السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ From today, I will resume relating the accounts of the lives of the Badri companions, i.e. those companions who took part in the Battle of Badr. The name of the first of the companions that I will mention today is Hazrat Abdullah bin Tariq radiallahu ta'ala anhu. According to Alama Zuhri, Hazrat Abdullah bin Tariq Zafri participated in the Battle of Badr and Urwa has reported his name as Abdullah bin Tariq Balawi who was a confederate of the Ansar. According to some, Hazrat Abdullah bin Tariq Balawi was a confederate of the Banu Zafar tribe of the Ansar. And according to Ibn Hisham, he belonged to the tribe of Bali and was a confederate of the tribe of Banu Abdeh bin Rida. Hazrat Muatteh bin Ubaid was the stepbrother of Hazrat Abdullah bin Tariq radiallahu anhu and they were both born to the same mother. And the mother of Hazrat Abdullah bin Tariq radiallahu ta'ala anhu belonged to the Banu Kahil branch of the tribe of Banu Uzra. Hazrat Abdullah bin Tariq radiallahu ta'ala anhu and Hazrat Muatte bin Ubaid radiallahu anhu both participated in the battles of Badr and the battle of Ahud. Both of the brothers were martyred during the incident of Raji. And Hazrat Abdullah bin Tariq radiallahu ta'ala anhu was among the six companions. Whilst according to some narrations, which also includes a narration from Bukhari, it is reported as ten companions, whom the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, sent to some of the people belonging to the tribe of Azal and Kara towards the end of the third Hijri, so that they may introduce them to Islam and teach them about the Holy Quran and the Islamic Sharia. When these people arrived at the place called Raji, which is a fountain in Hijaz that was under the possession of the Huzal tribe, 
The people of the Hazel tribe transgressed, besieged these companions, and waged war against them. The names of seven of those companions are as follows Hazrat Asim bin Sabit, Hazrat Mursad bin Abu Mursad, Hazrat Khubair bin Adi, Hazrat Khalid bin Bukair, Hazrat Zaid bin Dasina, Hazrat Abdullah bin Tariq, and Hazrat Mu'attib bin Ubaid radiallahu anhum. And from among these, Hazrat Mursad, Hazrat Khalid, Hazrat Asim and Hazrat Muattib bin Ubaid radiallahu ta'ala anhum were martyred immediately. However, when Hazrat Khubayb, Hazrat Abdullah bin Tariq and Hazrat Zaid radiallahu anhum surrendered, the disbelievers captured them and started to walk them towards Mecca. When they arrived at Zahran, which is a valley located five miles from Mecca, Hazrat Abdullah bin Tariq ta'ala anhum managed to get his hand free from the rope that he was tied to and took out his sword. Upon seeing this, the mushrikeen, i.e. the idolaters, stepped back from him and started to pelt him with stones until he was martyred. Hazrat Abdullah bin Tariq ta'ala anhum's grave is situated in Zahran. The incident at Raji took place in the 36th month after the Hijrah during the month of Safar. And Hazrat Hassan, whilst mentioning these companions in one of his poetic works, states that Wabnu Dasina Wabnu Tariqin Minhum Wa'afau Samma Himamul Maktub. And then in the opening couplet of this poem, he writes, Swallal Ilahu Alaladina Tatabau. And the meaning of the first couplet is that Hazrat ibn Dasina and Hazrat Tariq anhuma were from among them who died at the very location where death was destined for them. And the translation of the opening couplet of his poem is that God blessed those who were muttered one after the other during the expedition of Raji. And thus, God Almighty honoured them and granted them reward. I have previously already mentioned the incident of Raji in relation to other companions. However, I will mention it briefly again from the detailed account mentioned by Hazrat Mizza Bashir Ahmad Sahib radiallahu ta'ala anhu. It is said that these were days of grave danger for the Muslims and the Holy Prophet peace be upon him was receiving horrific news from all four ends. However, the greatest danger posed to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, was from the Quraysh of Mecca, who had grown very bold and daring due to the battle of Uhud. Perceiving this threat, in the month of Safar for Hijri, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, assembled a party of ten companions and appointed Asim bin Sabit radiallahu ta'ala anhu as their emir. 
and ordered them to secretly go towards Makkah and obtain intelligence with regards to the Quraysh and then inform him about their plans and motives. However, this party had not yet departed when a few people from the tribes of Adal and Qara presented themselves before the Holy Prophet peace be upon him and said that many people from among their tribes were inclined towards Islam and that the Holy Prophet peace be upon him should send a few men with them who could convert them to Islam and educate them. The Holy Prophet peace be upon him was happy to hear their request and the same party which had been assembled for the reconnaissance mission was sent off with them instead. However, in actuality, as was later discovered, these people were liars and had come to Medina upon the incitement of the Banu Layhan, who sought revenge for the execution of their chief Sufyan bin Khalid and had thus contrived the plan that when the Muslims came out of Medina on this pretense, they would attack them. And in lieu of this service, Banu Layhan promised the people of Adal Ankara a hefty reward of many camels. And so, when the treacherous people of Adal Ankara reached between Aswan and Makkah, they secretly sent word to the Banu Layhan that the Muslims were accompanying them and that they should come as well. Upon this, two hundred young men from Banu Layhan, a hundred of whom were archers, set forth in pursuit of the Muslims and subdued them at a place known as Raji. But after all, how could ten men, whilst according to some narrations there were only seven companions, compete against 200 warriors who were equipped with weapons. The Muslims, however, owing to the strength and passion of their faith by the grace of God Almighty, had not been taught to throw in their arms. And so, the companions immediately ascended to a nearby hillock and prepared for battle. The disbelievers, who did not consider deception as being reprehensible, called out to them and said, But come down from the mountain, we give you a firm promise that we shall not kill you. Upon this, Asim radiallahu ta'ala anhu responded, That we have no confidence whatsoever in your treaties and agreements. We cannot descend on your guarantee. After this, Hazrat Asim radiallahu ta'ala anhu then raised his head towards the heaven and said, O oh Allah, you are witnessing our state. Do convey the knowledge of our condition to your messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Hence, Hazrat Asim radiallahu ta'ala anhu and his companions stood and fought and were finally martyred in battle. When seven companions had been put to death, and only Khubayr bin Adi radiallahu anhu and Zaid bin Dasana radiallahu ta'ala anhu and one other companion were left. 
The disbelievers whose actual desire was to capture these people alive called out again and said that there is still time. Come down and we promise not to cause you any harm. But this time these innocent Muslims fell into their trap and descended. However, as soon as they stepped down, the disbelievers tied them with the strings of their arrow bows. And upon this, the companion of Khubayb and Zayd radiallahu anhumah, whose name has been recorded in history as being Abdullah bin Tariq radiallahu ta'ala anhu, could not restrain himself and called out that this is your first breach of agreement and who knows what you shall do hereafter. And Abdullah radiallahu ta'ala anhu refused to continue to go along with them. For some distance, the disbelievers dragged Abdullah radiallahu ta'ala anhu along, beating and assaulting him, and then killed him and left him for dead. In the earlier narration regarding Hazrat Abdullah bin Tariq radiallahu ta'ala anhu, it stated that he managed to free himself from the rope he was tied to and was ready to fight but was attacked with a stone and martyred. But in any case, he was martyred. Moreover, now that the revenge had been sought, and in order to please the Quraysh, and also in the greed of money, they took Hazrat Khubayb radiallahu ta'ala anhu and Hazrat Zayd radiallahu ta'ala anhu and made way to Mecca. Upon reaching there, they sold both of them to the Quraysh. As such, Hazrat Khubayb radiallahu ta'ala anhu was purchased by the sons of Haris bin Amir bin Nufal because Hazrat Khubayb radiallahu ta'ala anhu had slain Haris in the battle of Badr. And Hazrat Zayd radiallahu ta'ala anhu was purchased by Safwan bin Umayyah. It is regarding Hazrat Khubayb radiallahu ta'ala anhu that it is stated that while he was held captive, one of the children of the disbelievers whose house he was held in ran towards him whilst playing. Hazrat Khubayb radiallahu ta'ala anhu placed him on his lap, upon which the child's mother became extremely anxious as Hazrat Khubayb radiallahu ta'ala anhu had a shaving blade in his hand at the time. However, Hazrat Khubayb radiallahu ta'ala anhu told her not to worry and that he will not harm the child. Thus, in any case, this was the account of how Hazrat Abdullah bin Tariq radiallahu ta'ala anhu was martyred during the incident of Raji in that he refused to go along with the disbelievers and fought against them. The second companion to be mentioned is Hazrat Aqil bin Bukair radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Hazrat Aqil bin Bukair belonged to the tribe of Banu Saad bin Lath and Hazrat Aqil radiallahu ta'ala anhu was previously named Ghafil. However, when he accepted Islam, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, changed it to Aqil. The name of his father has predominantly been mentioned as Bukair in most books of history. However, it has also been mentioned as Abu Bakr. And during the era of ignorance, i.e. prior to the advent of Islam, his father Bukair was a confederate of Nufail bin Abdul Uzza, who was one of the elders of Hazrat Umar. Similarly, Bukair and all of his sons were under treaty with Banu Nufail. 
Hazrat Akil, Hazrat Amir, Hazrat Ayaz and Hazrat Khalid radiyallahu anhum. All four brothers were the sons of Bukhar and all of them accepted Islam in Dari Arkham together. And all of them were the first ones to have accepted Islam in Dari Arkham. When Hazrat Akil, Hazrat Khalid, Hazrat Amir and Hazrat Ayaz migrated from Mecca to Medina, they gathered all of their men and women and migrated together, i.e. all their women and children etc. and migrated together. And in this manner, no one from their households remained behind in Mecca, and their houses were completely sealed. In Medina, all of them stayed with Hazrat Rafa bin Abdul Munzir, and the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, established a bond of brotherhood, i.e. Muakhat, between Hazrat Aqil and Hazrat Mubashir bin Abdul Munzir radiallahu anhuma. He made them as brothers, and both of them were martyred during the Battle of Badr. And according to another narration, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, formed a bond of brotherhood between Hazrat Aqil and Hazrat Mujazzir bin Ziyad radiyallahu anhuma. Hazrat Aqil radiyallahu ta'ala anhu was martyred on the day of the Battle of Badr at the age of 34 and was martyred by Malik bin Zuhair Joshmi. Ibn Ishaq states that apart from these four brothers, i.e. Hazrat Ayas, Hazrat Aqil, Hazrat Khalid and Hazrat Amir radiyallahu anhum, all of whom participated in the Battle of Badr, it is not known whether there is any other examples of where all four brothers participated in the Battle of Badr. Zaid bin Aslam narrates that the sons of Abu Bakr presented themselves before the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, O Prophet of Allah, وسلم, please marry our sister to such and such person. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, replied, that what is your opinion about Bilal? In other words, either all four brothers or perhaps some of them presented themselves before the Holy Prophet with regards to the marriage of their sister. However, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, then asked them about their opinion regarding Hazrat Bilal radiallahu anhu. And since they were not content with this, they left and presented themselves before the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, a second time, and said, O Prophet of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, please marry our sister to such and such person. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, once again asked them, that what is your opinion about Bilal? Hearing this, they left again. And they presented themselves before the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, a third time, and said, Please marry our sister to such and such person. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, asked, But what is your opinion about Bilal? The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, then further stated, That what is your opinion about a person who is among the dwellers of paradise? Upon this, they agreed to marry their sister to Hazrat Bilal radiallahu anhu. The name of the next companion to be mentioned is Hazrat Zaid bin Harsa radiallahu anhu. The name of the father of Hazrat Zaid radiallahu ta'ala anhu is mentioned as Harsa bin Sharahil as well as Harsa bin Shahbil. The name of his mother was Soda bin Tesalba and Hazrat Zaid radiallahu ta'ala anhu belonged to the tribe of Banu Quza which was the most respected tribe in Yemen. Hazrat Zaid radiallahu ta'ala anhu was young when his mother took him to her village and there some riders from the tribe of Banu Qan were passing by. They set up their camp during the journey, and picked up Zaid, who at the time was still a child, from their camp. 
they made him their slave and sold him in the market of Uqaz to Hakim bin Hizam for 400 dirhams. Subsequently, Hakim bin Hizam presented Hazrat radiallahu ta'ala anhu to his maternal aunt, Hazrat Khatija bin Tiqwalid radiallahu anha. Following this, Hazrat Khatija radiallahu anha gave Hazrat to the Holy Prophet peace be upon him, along with all of the other slaves. According to one narration, when Hazrat Zaid radiallahu ta'ala anhu was purchased and brought to Mecca, he was only eight years old. And Harsa, the father of Hazrat Zaid radiallahu ta'ala anhu, was extremely upset over losing him. A short while later, some men from the Banu Qalb tribe came to Mecca in order to perform the Hajj. And there they recognized Hazrat Zaid radiallahu anhu. Hazrat Zaid asked them to tell his family that he was living with the respected family of Banu Muad Nidakhana Kaaba and therefore they do not need to worry. The people of Banu Qal went to his father and informed him about this. Upon this, his father responded, that I swear by the Lord of the Kaaba, was that my son? When people shared the details of his appearance with Harisa his father, he left for Makkah with Hazazaz's paternal uncle. In Makkah they arrived before the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and offered fidya, i.e. an expiation, in order to acquire the freedom of Hazazad radiallahu anhu. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, called for Hazazad and sought his opinion regarding the matter. Upon this, Hazazad radiallahu ta'ala anhu refused to return home with his father and paternal uncle. Hazrat Muslim Ma'ud has detailed this incident in the following manner. He writes, When Hazrat Khadija married the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, she realized that in the future when the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, might need something, he will have to ask her for it as she was very well off and he was not. She thought that perhaps the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, will be reluctant in asking. Hazrat Khadija was an extremely wise woman and knew that it would make things very difficult. Since she was very intelligent, she decided that if she offered her entire wealth to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, this will resolve the issue, and the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, could in fact spend from it as he wished. Hence, only a few days had passed after their marriage, that Hazrat Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha said to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, that I would like to humbly submit a proposal before you with your permission. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, stated, that what is your proposal? Hazrat Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha responded, that I have decided to present you with all my wealth and slaves, so that everything becomes yours. I would be delighted and fortunate if you would accept this. Upon hearing this, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, stated, that Khadija, have you carefully reflected upon this idea before making this decision? If you give me all your wealth, then it will become mine and will no longer be in your possession. Hazrat Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha stated that I have given this idea much thought before presenting it to you and I have decided that this is the best manner to live a peaceful life. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, stated that think about this once more. Hazrat Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha again responded that indeed I have given this much thought. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, then stated that if this is your final decision and you have presented me with all your wealth and slaves, 
then know that I do not take pleasure in calling another human being like myself my slave. Therefore, first of all, I would like to free all the slaves. Hazrat Khadija anha stated that all this wealth is now yours and you may spend it as you wish. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, was delighted to hear this and he went outside towards the Kaaba and announced that Khadija has presented me with all her wealth and her slaves and I now free all of her slaves. Hazrat Muslim Allah further writes, Nowadays, if someone receives wealth, they might consider purchasing a car, constructing a large house, or even travelling across Europe. And in fact, these days I have noticed that in certain cases, even if the wife decides to give all her wealth to her husband, but then not only does he spend it on fulfilling his personal desires, in fact, he also refuses to fulfill the due rights of his wife. Women in such cases feel helpless, and the men think that now that they have acquired her wealth, they can treat her like a slave. However, the status of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and his thinking was such that all wealth should be spent in the way of God Almighty and the faith, and that the slavery of human beings should be completely abolished. In any case, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him's desire to free slaves was embedded in the question that why should those human beings like him who possess intellect and sense just like him should live their lives as slaves. However, this notion of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, at the time was not only considered strange in Arabia, but the entire world. However, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, openly announced this and displayed incredible generosity upon receiving the wealth. When the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, made the announcement that he has freed all the slaves and they all went their ways, it was only Zaid bin Harsa, who was later known as his son, who approached him and said, You have freed me, but I do not wish to be freed. My only desire is to remain with you. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, insisted that he return to his homeland and meet his relatives as he was now free. However, Hazrat Anhu replied to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, that you are dearest to me due to the love and sincerity I have witnessed in you. Zaid belonged to a wealthy family, but was abducted at a young age and sold off. In this way he was taken from place to place until he eventually ended up at the house of Hazrat Khadija. His father and uncle were very worried for him and went out in search of him. When they discovered that he was in Rome, they travelled there. And when they reached, they found out that he was now in Arabia. When they reached Arabia, they learned that he was in Mecca. And when they came to Mecca, they found out that he was with the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. They went to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, saying, that we have come to you having heard of your nobility and generosity. And our son is a slave of yours and we are ready to meet whatever price you ask in order to free him. They said his mother is elderly and has lost her sight as a result of the constant weeping caused by this affliction. It would be much appreciated if you accept the asked price and free him. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, replied, Your son is no longer my slave. I have already freed him. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, then called Zad, telling him that his father and uncle had come to take him, and that his mother was old and had become blind from all the crying 
and that because he had already freed him, he was no longer his slave and could go. Hazrat Zaid radiyallahu ta'ala anhu answered, You may have freed me, but I do not want to be freed and consider myself your slave. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, again said, that your mother is suffering and your father and uncle have journeyed so far and been through many tribulations to retrieve you. So you must go with them. Zaid's father and uncle also tried their best to convince him. Yet Hazrat Zaid radiyallahu ta'ala anhu refused to leave with them, saying, you may be my father and uncle and you may hold me dear to you. However, the relationship I have developed with the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, cannot now be broken. And it pains me to hear that my mother is in great agony, but I cannot live away from him, i.e. the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. Thus, on the one hand was the pain his mother was feeling, but this pain would be far beyond that. When Zaid radiallahu ta'ala anhu had explained this, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, went to the Kaaba and announced that due to the love and affection Zaid has expressed, from today Zaid shall be known as my son. Having heard this, Zaid's father and uncle were overjoyed and left jubilantly as they had seen him living his life in great ease and comfort. Thus, proof of the Holy Prophet Muhammad wasallam's perfect morals is that when Zaid expressed his loyalty to him, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, demonstrated extraordinary kindness. Further details of this particular incident are mentioned in Sirat Khatamun Nabiyyin, i.e. the life and character of the seal of the prophets. It states that when Zaid's father and uncle came to take him, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, said to him, that if you wish to live with them, I gladly give you permission to do so. As Zaid radiallahu ta'ala anhu replied, that I shall not leave you on any account. To me you are far dearer than my own uncle or father. Zaid's father responded with great anger and grief, that do you give preference to a life of slavery over that of freedom? Hazrat Zaid radiallahu ta'ala anhu responded that yes, for I have witnessed such virtues in him as now I can give preference to none above him. When the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, heard this response, he immediately stood up and took Zaid to the Kaaba and announced in a loud voice that, O people, remain witness that as of this day I free Zaid and make him my son. He shall be my heir and I shall be his. When Zaid's uncle and father observed this sight, they were astounded, and they happily left Zaid with the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. Since then, Zaid bin Hausa became known as Zaid bin Muhammad. However, after the Hijrah, God Almighty revealed a commandment that it is unlawful to take an adopted child as an actual son. Upon this, Hazrat Zaid radiallahu ta'ala anhu was once again given his original name, which was Zaid bin Harsa. Nonetheless, the loving conduct of the ever-loyal Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam remained unaltered with his ever-sincere servant, rather increased day after day. After the demise of Zaid, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, 
extended the same graciousness and love to his son Usama bin Zaid, who was born of Ummi Ayman radiallahu ta'ala anha, a servant of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. In addition to the honorable distinctions of Zaid radiallahu anhu, one is that among all the companions of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, only his name is specifically mentioned in the Holy Quran. In another narration, Hazrat Jabala, the elder brother of Hazrat Zaid radiallahu ta'ala anhu, is reported to have said that I went to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and requested him to send Zaid with me. Perhaps this incident took place afterwards or is a repetition of the previous incident. And the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, replied that your brother stands before you, and if he wishes to leave, I will not stop him from doing so. At this, Hazrat Zaid radiallahu ta'ala anhu said, that, O Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, I will never give anyone preference over you. Hazrat Jabla then noted that Hazrat Zaid's estimate was more accurate than his own. With regards to Hazrat Jabla, there is another narration. Hazrat Jabla, who was older than Zaid, was once asked from who among the two brothers was older. Hazrat Jabla replied that Zaid is older than me, but I was born before him. He meant that since Hazrat Zaid radiallahu ta'ala anhu had accepted Islam before him, therefore he had a greater rank. Then Hazrat Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu narrates that we would call Zaid bin Harsa the freed slave of the Holy Prophet sallallahu Zaid bin Muhammad until the following verse of the Holy Quran was revealed that That is, call them by the names of their fathers. That is more equitable in the sight of Allah. Then in another narration, Hazrat Bara narrates, that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, said to Zaid, that anta akhuna wa maulana, that is, that you are my brother and friend. In another narration, the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, is reported to have said the following words, that ya Zaidu anta maulaya wa minni wa ilayya wa habbun nasa ilayya. That is, O Zaid, my friend, you and I are like one of the same persons. You are dearer to me than all other people. Hazrat ibn Umar narrates that Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu said an allowance for Hazrat Usama bin Zaid which was more than what I received. Hazrat Umar's son is narrating this incident that Usama who was the son of Zaid was given an allowance which was more than his own. He says that I asked what the reason for his allowance being more was. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu replied that Usama the son of Zaid was dearer to the Holy Prophet than you and your father. In other words, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu is referring to himself, that Hazrat Zaid was dearer to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, than himself. In another narration, Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu states, that Hazrat Zaid bin Hatha radiallahu ta'ala anhu, who was the freed slave of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, 
was the first among the men to accept the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and offered prayers. Elaborating on this, Hazrat Muslim Anhu states that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, was granted followers from all backgrounds. Usman, Talha and Zubair were from among the elite families of Mecca. And if someone were to raise the allegation that only lowly and people from modest backgrounds had accepted the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, then Usman, Talha and Zubair were ready to answer such an allegation as they belonged to noble families. But in contrast to the allegation that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, had gathered a few noble men around him and from among the poor who numbered more in the upper class, not many had accepted him, then Zaid and Bilal etc. would arise in response to this. If then one were to claim that only youths had accepted him and they are naive, people could respond by saying that Hazrat Abu Bakr was not a youth and nor was he naive or immature. And then how did he manage to accept the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him? In short, they would raise every sort of allegation against the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. However, each one of his companions was a living proof to reply to those allegations. Indeed, this was a great blessing from God Almighty that was granted to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. Whilst mentioning this, God Almighty states, Meaning, O Muhammad can the world not see that the provisions that the world relies on to succeed have been granted to you? If the world succeeds through the sacrifice offered by youths, then you have been granted youths with the same temperament. If the world succeeds due to the intellect of mature individuals, then they have also been granted to you. And if it is affluent and those belonging to influential families that are needed to defeat the world, then they are already with you. And if success is achieved in the world through sacrifice and devotion of the ordinary people, then these servants of yours devotedly follow you everywhere. Thus, how can it be possible for you then to fail and that the Meccans triumph over you? Therefore, means, and we remove from thee thy burden, which had well nigh broken thy back. In other words, when the Holy Prophet ﷺ looked at the task ahead, he was anxious as to how it would be possible to fulfill the task. However, in just a matter of a single day, God Almighty granted him five helpers. God Almighty granted him Abu Bakr, Khadija, Ali, Zaid and Waraka bin Nofal to serve as strong pillars to support the religion of Islam. Thus they all helped to shoulder the burden which was on the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. Hazrat Muslim Aud states that four people who had a strong relation with the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, accepted him. In other words, his wife Khadija, his paternal cousin Ali, his freed slave Zaid radiallahu ta'ala anhu and his friend Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And at the time, the only proof they had for their faith was that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, always spoke the truth. In relation to Hazrat Zaid radiallahu ta'ala anhu's acceptance of Islam, Hazrat Mirza Bashir Ahmed Sahib radiallahu ta'ala anhu writes, 
that when the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, began the propagation of his mission, the first to believe was Hazrat Khadija radiallahu ta'ala anha, who did not hesitate even for a moment. There is a discord amongst historians in reference to who the first convert among the men was after Hazrat Khadija radiallahu anha. Some historians name Hazrat Abu Bakr Abdullah bin Abi Qahafa radiallahu anhu, while others say Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu, whose age at the time was only 10 years. Others assert that the freed slave of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, i.e. Hazrat Zaid bin Harsa radiallahu ta'ala anhu, was the first one to embrace Islam. However, to us, the argument is useless. Hazrat Ali and Hazrat Zaid bin Harsa radiallahu anhuma were among the housefolk of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and lived with him as his own children. They were to follow whatever was said by the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and as a matter of fact, no verbal declaration was necessary. Thus, their names need not to be included. Among the rest, Hazrat Abu Bakr is unanimously accepted as the first and foremost in his acceptance of Islam. In other words, he was the first to accept Islam amongst those who were of a mature age. In fact, the standard of considering one intellectual and wise, which is generally perceived today, mashallah, even the children of those days were of this level. However, Hazrat Abu Bakr was the first to accept Islam amongst those of a more experienced and mature age. Thus, these were the four individuals who accepted the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and hold a lofty rank. In regards to this, Hazrat Muslim ta'ala anhu states, Hazrat Zaid anhu accompanied the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, during the journey to Taif. Taif is a city situated approximately 36 miles southeast of Mecca. It is an extremely rich and lush in its vegetation, and raisins of a very high quality grow in that area, and the people of the Saqif tribe live there. After the demise of Hazrat Abu Talib, the Quraysh once again began to perpetrate cruelties against the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, travelled to the area of Taif and was accompanied by Hazrat Zaid bin Harsa radiallahu ta'ala anhu. This took place in 10 Nabwi toward the end of the month of Shawal. The Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, stayed in Taif for 10 days and during this time he met all the leaders of Taif, but no one accepted his message. However, when they feared that perhaps the youth and the general public may accept the Holy Prophet's message, they said, O Muhammad, وسلم, leave our town and live in the area where your message has been accepted. Thereafter, they incited some of the mischievous youth of the area to go after and attack the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. And they began to pelt stones at him, and both his feet began to bleed profusely. Hazrat Zaid bin Harsa radiallahu ta'ala anhu would try and put himself in front of the stones that were aimed at the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and sustained several wounds to his head. Further details from the life account of Hazrat Zaid radiallahu ta'ala anhu shall continue to be narrated in the next sermon, inshallah.